minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 169. Happy Friday, everyone. I don't want to jinx this episode. It's going to be a I, good one. I have realized something, Josh. Um, the place where I am right now doing this podcast, because yeah. if you've just tuned in, first episode out of 169 of them, Josh is overseas on a uh, trip around Europe, and I'm currently back in our hometown of Melbourne. But I'm at the foreshore at Brighton Beach, so I'm just sitting in the car. But I've realized an episode from here has never gone live. What do you mean? Oh, I've done. I've we haven't done an episode where we've recorded and it's successfully worked for a full half an hour. Really? This is the spot. I've just realised because I've I've talked about where like I've talked about a few things around my surroundings and I was like, oh, I could talk about that again. And they're like, nah, it's already gone out. And I thought, no, it hasn't because this is a spot where an episode's never been successful. Really? What we talked a bit but about I don't Brighton think it... Beach. We talked about the um... no, no, no. I've that was that was Greenpoint. That was the car park. Different. different so this spot. is yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. When I say Brighton Beach, I mean Elwood. I can see Brighton Beach from where I am, but I'm at Elwood Beach. Okay. And so I can't remember what like so for people who don't uh, know. Yeah, we've had. A couple of we we've probably lost maybe three three episodes that we've had to completely can. That'd be about right over the last yeah. two and a bit months. Yeah, which means we have to do two, but pretty much two in a day because that even if we get through half of it and we lose it, it's pretty much like yeah. doing a full episode. It's bullshit. Um, yeah, it's uh, it yeah, it's currently six a.m. where I am, and you've just arrived in Croatia. Yeah, we're in uh, Zadar, which is a um small coastal town and it is uh it is beautiful we arrived on the bus and um from uh, Ljubljana the the way like to remember Ljubljana at the beginning I think we were saying Ljubljana or some shit but I just broke down the word Ljubljana it's very like once you do that it's a lot easier to um to remember or Lee and Lana love the lube there you go. That's how. <laughs> it do, it no, really does I'm actually impre- help having those. Um, I'm impressed. Those memory things. What are they called? Mnon- mon- mononomic device. What is it? Yeah. Mnon- well, use whatever your technique is on that thing that you're no, talking about. Is, I, I just can't. Mnemonic. Mnemonic device. There we go. Everyone in their cars. Yeah, something that triggers the memory. Yeah. Something that triggers. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, and what's the smell of uh, l- where, wherever you are? Oh, we're in so I always Zadar like to, right now. Zadar, yeah. I always like when I go to, you know, like something that sticks out or can stick out is the this kind of smell of a new place. You're in the summer of, oh, you're on the, actually, you're on the other side. So yeah. you're sort of just on the back end of summer in Croatia. Is it like, what's the what's the vibe there? Perfect. Like it's um, not too hot. Not too cold. Um, we arrived late-ish. So we arrived at 7.30pm. And so we've um, had dinner. But yeah, it was a... Um, it's it, it's it's perfect. The climate's perfect. The, the hard bit was getting here um, because JJ uh, in 
you know, f- geek fashion gets car sick sometimes. And oh, uh, it was windy roads and we'd booked the uh, the first seats, like paid the extra eight euro to be able to sit at the front. And uh, it turns out that the uh, the seats at the front aren't actually at the front. It was the second ones in. And um, I haven't been motion sick really at all on this whole trip, but um, very close to vomited on the bus. So, And you've been on buses and shit through Positano, which is yeah. like wild. Mm. Yeah, I think I was just like, re- I was actually, I felt before I even got onto the bus, I was feeling sick. But then... Oh no! Bree gave me some medication that um, she'd gotten earlier in the trip in uh, Singapore when she had food poisoning, and it was I had the best sleep. I, I can understand why really? people get into medication, and the, I know the exact reason <laughs> why I don't do it much because I was like, man, that was such like it was. It blacked me like I could see black. I couldn't see any light. Um and yeah, so I, I was uh was thinking this this could be a, a little life hack, just taking one of these when you need to go to sleep. <laughs> what the fuck was in it? What what did you take? I don't know. Was it? Li- it knocked me out though. It's uh, you're probably super sensitive because, like you said, you you didn't take painkillers as a kid. Mm. You you kind of have an aversion to them. What was the reason for you well, having I, an aversion? I don't like my brother. He's probably I reckon he was going through a stage of having like, you know, a neurofin each morning type of thing. But no, I it wasn't necessarily like my parents aren't hippies. Your parents are hippies. Was your mum very sensitive to you not taking medication? Would you go to like a Chinese doctor? Oh, we kind of had a bit of both. Yeah, but we always had Panadol in the house. So good mix. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, it definitely wasn't a house that didn't have any actual hard drugs. I mean, hard drug being Panadol. <laughs> hard drugs. But, um, hard drugs. Hard drugs. Panadol or it, uh, yeah, or Chinese medicine stuff. Did you? What was the weirdest thing that uh, ever like that you ever sort of did? Like that your mum? Did your mum ta- ever take you to like a witch doctor or anything like that? No, I went to. Oh, she had this guy who was a Chinese um, doctor, and he used to do a bunch of healing. He ended up dying of brain cancer, unfortunately. How horrible is that? Yeah, he's like a medicine man, and then he gets struck down by that. Seems like a common poor, thing poor that guy. happens. My mate Nasan, his dad was a doctor, and was um, you know really sort of well respected as someone who went to Papua New Guinea and served there and looked after a bunch of people and he went in for heart surgery and um, never came back you know was unconscious and he was unconscious Mm. for two years and so the family like Nasan and his family would massage his dad each day to keep blood flow going and stuff like that but uh, he passed away he was you know like a medical dude yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's like you see doctors that are overweight. There's, there's yeah. a lot of doctors that are overweight. Doesn't mean that well, you're the not thing immune, that you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard one. Um, I I was walking yesterday in in Collingwood, hmm. 
and there's this thing, and I don't know if you've if you get like this, but there's a local business that it's a cafe, and no one goes there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and no one's been there since it opened. And I walk past, and I look in, and and I just look at the guy who started it, and I've seen him around, and maybe I've built out the story bigger than it is in my head. But I just look in and I just think, fuck, my heart breaks for this guy who's probably put all his chips on this on this thing, on this business. I can't remember the name of the cafe. It's probably contributes to the reason why yeah. it's not really what doing any good. What street is it on but for, for Collingwood folk? It's on Smith Street and just for your context, and I guess people who live in Melbourne, in Collingwood, it's near the pasta place, you know, the mama's pasta. Bria and I and, actually um, went there. It he, uh, I feel like they charged a lot for almond milk, but they were. Um, I actually, I literally, we went there because the guy he was open super early in the morning, and no one was there, and it made me feel re- like I get a sort of a sick, sad feeling whenever I see, especially restaurants and cafes, because you think mm. like you hear those stories. It's like oh, you know, they've taken the. You know, a big loan out to, you know, finance the fit out or whatever it is. It's depressing. Yeah. Oh, and, and so you feel it too when you go in. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah, it's, it's a, um, I definitely like any small business that's not busy and doesn't have people in there. Mm. I just, um, you know, I just, I just look at the amount of shops that are out and about and you just do the math and it's like, how are, how are they surviving? Oh, totally. I built the story in my head that he's a drug dealer laundering money just to make myself feel better. Yeah, it actually I was like, it at would least make he, you feel better. <laughs> well, at least he's got a profitable business that he's needing to uh, clean the money through, um, a business like the cafe. But the the guy was doing like, uh, he, he at one week had a Bay Marie out the front uh-huh. trying to... Um, trying to do like different you know different bits and pieces and like, it's like oh my god stand. like it's got that same level <laughs> of sort of empathy doesn't it yeah but it was hard and I think you know as a business owner I look at that stuff and for that kind of business where you're relying on people coming to you it's such an old sort of model of you know where we we actively are pursuing and, and not relying on people walking into our our office, you know, (laughs) to land work and we can't, you know, we can, we could travel for our work to, you know, move it around. It's such a, it's an old model that just is scary. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, I don't know who think it's, thinks it's a great idea. It's like one in, I think it's like one in, two in three cafes fail. Yeah. I mean, that um, doesn't doesn't surprise me. I think the, um, something ridiculous. I think that I even get sad when, or guilty, if I go to a cafe that has cheaper coffee, there's one specifically in Abbotsford that I go to, the people are super nice, but I get really guilty when I use their um, their cards, where you know, you get stamps and all that sort of thing, loyalty cards. Yes. And when it comes to the free coffee, I feel bad every single time getting the free coffee. I feel like maybe I shouldn't even... <laughs> get the free coffee i should just let it go no that's that's ridiculous well, you've earned that you've purchased <laughs> yeah. they come around so 10 quickly, or whatever though. you need 
No, they, they give one every no, one, but- two, three, every like five coffees. It's literally, it's like Bree and I would go there three times. Every time, every fourth time we go there, we would get a free coffee. It would average your coffees out to be, what, $3.20 each, which know. is probably what they should be. But they don't even charge extra I mean, for almond milk, and they use Milk Lab, which is a gr- like the best milk almond milk you can get, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But I've been to that hipster joint. That, that's that's fine. They're not they're not struggling. Nah, this I isn't think there's the something about... one. This is the one that's like, like got the... Uh, I mean, you probably think that they're hipsters, but no, it's like an older like Greek lady... It's got like a really nice oh. uh, that one, and yeah, yeah, on the corner they sell yeah. the sandwiches as mm-hmm. well. No, nah, they're good. No, nah, they're not. They're not struggling. They're okay. I think there's the the problem is when something doesn't catch on, like a a business like this guy's. It's just a, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. No, but no one's coming in. Yeah. It's like the chance of actually getting people converting people now. That like as if I'm the only one who walk pa- who walks past that place and doesn't I, I purposefully don't make eye contact with this bloke who owns it because <laughs> I feel bad for him. There would be a bunch of people that work around that area, and then you're just like avoiding it, and you it's like the inc- uncomfortable feeling I would feel. I think that's what it is. I think about how I feel, and I could imagine it's like ten x yeah for him, right? Do you do you think like embarrassing or something? Do you think that um, we're going to look back at our lives and think how ridiculous it was how much we spent on coffee? Like, mm. like I just feel like in in the uh, history books they're gonna be like, yeah, they paid like coffee only costs like forty cents to make, but then everyone would spend six bucks. Like, surely that's going to be we're going to look back at that and think we're pretty stupid. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know how I went um, a couple of weeks ago to that coffee roasting factory to make that video about that business? Um, The guy who I met, I just got this little taste of the sort of world that he's in. And I and I really want to have him on the podcast. He was super interesting. And he has just a, it's almost like an inside look at, you know, he's the guy that creates the coffee that everyone's drinking around Melbourne or you know some a big portion of the coffee everyone's drinking around Melbourne and Australia but just the vibe of um just sort of what how how deep this goes from a money perspective like it's such big business and so i think that's going to keep it going for quite some time before we see people real and and people are addicted to this shit so it's like my coffee habits got so much worse so i think it's um i think it's still I don't think it will. I don't think it will be awakened <laughs> yeah. uh, anytime soon. What about like making your own coffee though? Like it's so much cheaper to make your own coffee fresh than it is to buy um, like at a cafe, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think uh, we're gonna for our office. We'll have like a, a mocha master, yeah, or that kind of brewed style coffee. You still need to buy the roasted beans but you're probably talking um, like 50 cents a cup or something at the high end right versus you know paying a few bucks at a cafe the experience though is too great for people I I think it's it's like little communities people come together 100% 
And you don't even like socialising, but you still like going to a coffee shop to get a cup of coffee. I put so up they've got with you as well. I just for the coffee. So I've gone the other way around. Like I, <laughs> I just see it as like okay, if if, if people are going to be around, I'll I'll deal with it because coffee's going to be there. You may as well. Yeah, it's um, surprisingly, I don't think it would be hard. Like, how much money are people really making from coffee mm. after? Power bills. Oh, that is one thing the guy said that I met. He said, um, you know, people are very concerned about coffee cups and the issue with the environment, right? Which is a, you know, it's a legitimate concern because yeah. there is hundreds of thousands of these things going out. But he said what people don't think about is the um, the power bills and the power consumption of all of these coffee machines around Australia because they suck a hell of a lot of power. Oh, interesting. And, and so, yeah, it's one thing that we, you wouldn't really, you know, the power and the water, huge amounts, huge amounts. So like 7-Eleven, all the, you know, these companies that are doing this dollar coffee, it's like there is a lot of power going to these little machines every yeah, single day or 24 hours a day in some cases. It's like... um watching that documentary, I think it was Cowspiracy, that was talking about the impact of changing your light globes, which has been this big campaign that we've, you know, all followed along with and, and changed our light globes to be more energy efficient or changing our um, taps, like our shower heads from the awesome mm. rain style ones that feel awesome to the <laughs> shitty environmental ones that feels like you're getting stabbed in the fucking back and uh <laughs> it turns out that we're you know it's like 50 percent of all of this energy and shit's coming from the our meat consumption yeah yeah i mean it's we are definitely advertised to uh be influenced into what we should be caring about as yeah. well and so there is a lot of stuff that we're not seeing um, just just an update Josh on where I am it's become light now it's and um, I'm getting uh, quite a few stares from people who are riding past or exercising <laughs> running along the beach we, I've we got need a like pair a of big sign the daily talk show sign that you can just have illuminated <laughs> so people know it's a great idea I know you wanted to get the um, the car stickers yeah. Um, maybe we could settle for a magnetized thing that can be taken on and off. That wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad idea. Hey, I was actually um, I'm subscribed to this uh, email newsletter called Pod News, which is done by this um, podcasting uh, radio dude. It's very very informative, but they've done a, a whole um, bit on the latest one about how fucked the iTunes charts are and how basically what's been happening they did this whole comparison and working out who's paying to be able to get basically to game the system and to get in the top charts oh um you don't it, care is this a, <laughs> is it a similar thing to the new york times bestseller yeah well it's it's not too dissimilar so what's happening people are just going to fiverr you spend 250 bucks and there's a dude in Bangladesh that has hundreds of um, iPhones and they literally just a team of people go in and subscribe. And the point the guy was making who did sort of this expose was that um, 
subscription, like subscribing on iTunes seems to be the metric that they used. So for a long time, I thought it was reviews and ratings and stuff like that. But what he Mm. was able to show was that there's people in the top 200 on iTunes that have like <laughs> like five ratings so um he was it was basically pointing out the fact that apple have done a little bit like they've neglected podcasts in a lot of ways mm-hmm. when you think about their podcasts podcasting software like itunes yeah it's people always work this out i think for the huge businesses we always think well i know i do think that they've got their shit together yeah, but then they just you hear this kind of stuff. It's like, how much, how big's that company? How many people are working there, and how much of an oversight is that to just have have people be able to game it? Yeah, I think I think they're moving so fast. They create this stuff, and then they just it's almost like it it helps them. They re, they rely on people working this shit out because then they're like, oh, okay, that's where we weren't looking. Yeah. Well, that's our that's our blind spot. Well, there needs um, to be a level let's of just work on that now. right? Like, um, I wonder how much the, you know, the chart, like, because I've been thinking, I, to and fro from this stuff where I, I look at the numbers, I look at the metrics. We don't have that impressive numbers in a lot of regards. You know, we by no means have a huge subscription base, but what I'm proud of is that we're building every single you know episode we we we're slowly gaining an audience and i think that the way that we've approached it which is like not trying to be anything that we're not like there's some like one of the podcasts that i love uh shameless that's by um mission zara i think mish listens to the show sometimes and um they've gotten a great following and they're going up the ranks and the reason is they've created a podcast that's specifically around a topic that people are into. It's like around reality stuff, and it's a, their their tagline is it's like um, you know uh, like smart conversations around dumb shit, basically. So like you know mm. having smart conversations around reality shows. Um, it's, it's it's actually crazy because our our show's the reverse: <laughs> dumb conversations. Around smart, smart shit, shit. <laughs> it's fucking true. <laughs> but that, like, it is. A, it's harder for us to, um, to sort of sell what we're doing as a concept. I think. Yeah, there is a a, a rapper, um, hip hop dude. I probably who know him. You wouldn't know him? about. No, I would. Who is it? Eminem. Uh, Russ. Oh yeah, Russ, Russ. Keys. No, <laughs> Russ. He's a um, Russell. A dude from. I think his name's Russell, but yeah. when you say it like that, it takes away the coolness of <laughs> his brand, which is just Russ. Yeah. He's not no surname. I don't see his surname, but he released a song a day for like eighty days on SoundCloud years and years ago, and he's made he's done like eleven albums, and he's he's made it now. Gary V's like huge on him, loves him. Yeah. It's probably because of his his work ethic. But I was listening to an interview last night of his. He's dropping a new album, I think, today. And he was saying that, they, they were saying like, was there a moment like where it just like blew up for you? 
And he's like, no, it didn't. It was like this slow burn. I did so many projects mm-hmm. and I just, I had a following that sort of, when I started the SoundCloud stuff, he got, he already had a, you know, a, maybe a thousand people that would listen to his music, a small little thing. But he just said it just slowly, slowly started to build, which is just another way of doing it. I think everyone looks for that, that hockey stick growth, that explosive moment. Mm. But if you just are like, it's it's similar to what we were saying about this show. If you can, and it is one way of doing it, but fuck, it's painful because you, 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 it, it's more impactful when you do have that big growth moment. I guess it's But if the other option is like why, slowly. Why are you doing it? Yeah, why are we doing this show? Yeah. Or what's the answer for you? Uh, I love getting up at six five thirty a.m. to leave my baby and go to Seven Eleven get a coffee and come down to the beach and do a podcast. That's pretty much why. No, no, I I think it's um you you mentioned your sort of goal for this year was creative momentum and yeah. um I I like the benefit of your goal because it has it it feels it's it's um increased my communication skills it's increased my creativity. It's it's nice to commit to something and actually, um, you know, uh, fulfill that commitment each day, and it makes you proud. Like so, there is a, a heap of rewards to this. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Like I think when you do push through something that is hard, not every day it's hard, but there is that reward on the other side. So there's so many reasons why, and I think it's it's nice. It's like this has. Doing this podcast has changed what I'm now doing work-wise because we're starting our business together and it's like you can't, that's what happens when you get to work. Yeah. Things start to happen and you start to connect dots or form a new pathway or direction in something. It's the only way, I think, yeah. to do that stuff. And I think it's not taking any... Because like, I think that the bit that I'm torn in is... Like, I think even though I have that sort of opinion around the charts, I also think it's, like, amazing. It's, like, it's a... Uh, there's lots of different ways to measure things. And, um, you know, for instance, for what Shameless are doing, like, that is that is such a strong success metric because they're doing something for a big group of people and they're getting that traction. And it's, like, I couldn't be happier for an independent people to be publishing content and being in the same places as you know some of the biggest media companies um mm. and i think that what can happen is for other podcasters or anything in life i think that we can see the success that other people are having and say okay well what do we need to do to get that success versus remembering mm. why you're doing it in the first place and um, the more when I remember why we're doing it, for me, it becomes so much easier, which is, you know, the reason that we're doing this is to connect, you and I to connect, to be able to synthesize our thoughts, to have something consistent, and to also be able to, you know, share this experience with other people too. And that doesn't have to be thousands of people uh you know that could be literally having 20 30 50 people that i i you know i'm stoked with the idea that anyone listens to us 
Yeah. I remember feeling a similar way when I was, you know, a year and a half into doing radio in Shepparton. And I thought, fuck, I've actually got good, uh, how much I, I was reflecting on when I first started to now and how I could complete a show. Or for you and I, it's like the f- being able to do 30 minutes of a conversation with each other is so easy now in terms of like we can get through it. Yeah. If you know, if had the level of how great it is, um, you know, aside, just being able to talk for thirty minutes to each other. I remember at the start of this journey, it was like I fe- it was hard, yeah. and then you kind of get to this thing. It's like thirty minutes is so easy, mm. and um, I was like, I wonder if that's that thinking can sort of be detrimental to. How, you know how great you could get because I think <clears throat> people could be like oh no this is fucking easy and they just hone in on that feeling mm. where it's like it might get in the way of the quality of something but I do like doing something so much that you're like fuck this is this is good and then the bar's higher and it I becomes think it's a always... different thing you start focusing on different things and mm. I think for us we have a long term you know sort of strategy and so that means if we're willing to do five, ten years, like if we do, like it, you know, some of the biggest radio shows have been going for ten plus years. And so, if think about if this is year one of ten years, you know, like it's a, um, I think you start to think about things in a different way. Are you taking a photo for Instagram? Yeah, I am. Perfect. <laughs> I just the um the the sand sweeper just went past. So I thought little content opportunity ABC. Uh, no, I, I always be contenting, as Leon Shergren says. <laughs> it's a daily talk show. Anything else, TJ, before we head off for for Friday, for the end of Friday? Uh, uh, mate, I'm looking forward to. I'm going away for the weekend, uh, so should be a few stories. I'm really looking forward to having a campfire. With my son, just oh, sitting amazing. around, watching a little fire. I don't know how how he go. He'll probably want to go touch it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> can't do that, mate. He's um, burn himself. But you yeah, have marshmallows. That's a great idea. Get him on a sugar high around fire. Good one, Josh. Great parenting. But what? <laughs> like, isn't that the whole? Like for me, um, I don't know if this is too sort of uh, being uh, Americanizing things too much, but creating s'mores. Getting a bit of uh, chocolate, oh. marshmallows, a little uh, biscuit. He's too. He's too young. He's only. He's only nineteen Mate, months. You're not he's... doing it for him. You're doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> the, do it for the, me. The the, it, the reality will be. I'll set up the fire, and he'll he'll hang around for three minutes and want to go inside just because he's bored. And so Amy and him will go inside, and I'll sit out there by myself around a fire. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So, where where are you headed off to? Uh, Echuca, which is a couple two and a half hours from Melbourne. It's up near the river, yeah, the Murray River, the divide between New South Wales and Victoria. Yeah, a great spot. I was filming there um, the end of last year for a documentary. It's a um, guessing it will be pretty chilly still. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's starting to warm up here in Melbourne. And when I say warm, getting to 20 degrees, 
feels like it's oh, that's good. summer again in comparison to it being two degrees. But it's it's currently freezing. I'm freezing in the car. Amazing. Well, I better let you go. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Hi at the dailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. And uh, I'm off and uh, to, to explore uh, Croatia. Well, I'm actually off to bed, but I'll be doing that. And I'll report back Monday and we'll be hearing all about uh, your campfire... Uh, um, Fucking, what do you want to call it? Campfire expedition. Antics. Antics. Yeah. There you go. Have a good one, guys. See ya.